at least on a personal level, I like to see more diverse on the sport, not just the big brands out there. And of course, um, it's always good to have big brands, uh, you know, in the scene because I, 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 I believe they help kind of grow the sport. But I do believe that there is a space, you know, to just have other things, maybe again more niche, uh, yes. in the way that they they have a, a different vision, like of course different products, uh, and even like a different you know, way to tell the story about our sport. So I'm really excited about that and how, you know, it keeps evolving with time. And uh... Welcome or welcome back to Running Long the podcast brought to you by Bert Run. I'm your host, Francesco Puppi, and uh, I'm a professional athlete for Nike and also a Bert Run coach. Today, I'm here with Max Keith for a trail running review of 2022. This is going to be our last episode for 2022. Um, next week, we're taking a break for the end of the year to enjoy some time with our families and um, some holidays for Christmas. And uh, yeah, I thought today would be a fun conversation to do with Max and talk about what happened inside the trail running world in 2022. Lots of exciting things, of course, uh, lots of competitions, races, news announcements, and more. Um, being the first normal year after the pandemic, um, we've seen a lot of uh, great athletes, and more investments come into the sport. It was so exciting to follow the different circuits and races. So we hope to give you an overview of what happened and uh, some ideas that we shared, uh, some personal preference preferences. We go through what for us was the top 10 of the trail and ultra runners of the year, the rising stars, the best comebacks uh, during the 2022 season, and much more. For those of you who are new here to BERT, um, BERT is the number one app for trail and ultramarathon runners of all levels. Our mission is to make trail running accessible to everybody and everywhere. And we do that through affordable coaching. That's why our, all our coaching plans are only $25 per month. With your BERT Run subscription, you can get a coach like me who checks in with you each week to answer your questions, adjust your training plan, and just keep you accountable and inspired. For those of you who want to try Training with Vert Run, you can take 30% off your first month of training with the code RUNNINGLONG30. Okay, let's get started. Please welcome Max Keith. Ciao, Fran. Uh, thanks for having me again. I feel like we did this uh, yearly review thing just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but I think it's now been <laughs> a year. So, of course, crazy how time flies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always like to take a moment to reflect on what happened. Uh, at the end of the year, I think it's a good exercise, uh, not just on myself, but like overall for our sport. And I was just listening actually to the, the an, an episode of the single track podcast where um, Finn Melanson and Leah Yingling and another guest were discussing about what happened within 2022. And then we did that last year as one of the first episodes of our podcast. So I thought it would be cool to have another one this year. Um, I should probably also mention that um, Free Trail launched 
uh, an award that is the trail running trail runner of the year, which I think is a is a great idea, and actually is very very well structured because the database that I put together is very impressive. Like there is a list of athletes. There is around 160 athletes, men and women, same number. Um, and you can actually find on just one page, their profiles, results from 2022, um, you know, UTMB profile, ITRA profile, social media links, and then other cool. like media. So it's just so easy to pick the athletes, make your list and submit it for the uh, TR, TR, Oh, why uh, award? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the you, Roy, the ultra runner of the year. But I think this is more complete because it's a uh, distance agnostic yeah. and it's yeah. worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So the, I thought that Euro, was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, the 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 Euro it's been going for a while now. I mean, of yeah. course, for like more than twenty years now. But that's yeah. uh, just uh, having in mind runners from North America. So now this is the opportunity to just have everybody, and really meaning everybody on the pool of you know for the contest. So yeah, it's uh, I think it, I guess it was about time you know to have this yeah. because the sport has been getting bigger and bigger. Um, it is kind of crazy that we don't have this kind of. I don't know if price or like i guess title but like uh yeah it feels like this is the right time to to kind of start doing this yeah yeah and then of course there is our personal opinions uh which we'll share here in a second so um, i'm very curious actually to see the outcome of this uh fantasy free trail trail runner of the year award because everyone uh can vote from yeah. anywhere in the world so each vote counts as one, um, which is cool. Uh, it's very democratic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here, I think it will be fun to just reflect on what we did and how we uh, we saw uh, the 2022 seasons, exciting moments, favorite races, favorite athletes, best performances. And then we will also go through... Um, what were the best performances according to the ITRA and UTMB indexes, which I wrote them down here, and uh, a little bit of anticipation for the 2023 calendars, which which were announced um, over the past couple of weeks by Skyrunning, Golden Trail Series, and um, World Mountain Running Association for their World Cup. Yeah. Awesome. In the meantime, uh, the UTMB world keeps adding races, like basically True. on a weekly basis. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it yesterday that they added the yeah. first East, East Coast race, uh, the Green, the Grindstone, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I got an email from them. Um, there is, um, so I think it's like a race on the, um, yeah, the East Coast of the United States, yeah. and then they're also adding new races in Asia because they want yeah. to. Of course, there is a big mar market there. A lot of great athletes too, which we mainly don't know because they usually only compete in China or East Asia. Um, but you know, with their goal of trying to make a truly global series, um, they're adding more dates and races in uh, in Asia. Yeah. So there is now, I think, over twenty five races um yeah. inside this uh series which is not a circuit strictly speaking 
but a series of races to qualify for the UTMB week, which is the final. Yeah. Okay, I think we can get started. Um, so very simple question. Uh, what's your favorite thing that happened during 2022? Can be a race, a performance, a personal experience, a trail run, just anything that comes to your mind? Uh, well, you, you say simple, but I guess that <laughs> this is a more complicated question to answer. Uh, and I think for me is actually I think impossible to kind of answer in a single way uh, but I guess I can mention a few things um, on a personal level I've always been a fan of uh, the hard rock uh, and I think for me personally this year seeing you know two of the greatest uh, 100 mile racer uh, you know battling it out you know meaning Francois and Kylian um, you know basically going together until i don't know mile 85 mile 90 yep. and then of course having dakota in the mix too i think that was huge uh and in that regard too and and i know i guess every year you kind of have to talk about killian but then again it is super impressive how he just managed to do Zagama, do hard rock and then again go and do sierra Sinal, which i guess I, this year he didn't want uh but again you know two weeks later and i think actually battling with COVID too in the middle of it just uh bounce back to you know win again um utmb so i mean i wish i wouldn't have to say that that's one of the most impressive things but i think on the personal level i think that is still surprised me a lot you know like seeing how he just uh managed to do whatever he wants when it comes to you know trail races uh and then on a on a racing level yeah i really love to see again the the kind of the battle quote unquote in between francois and kilian which i believe are two of the greatest 100 mile racers uh of all time so yeah i guess that battle is now settled now having kilian won uh or beat uh francois right yeah uh, and then and then lastly too um i think and i kind of hate to talk about like comebacks uh but i feel like you can I mean, it's legit saying like it was great seeing, you know, Dakota coming back to the scene, you yeah. know, being competitive at um, at Hard Rock again, you know, dominating the field at Javelino uh, 100 uh, a couple of months ago and winning his ticket to Western State next year. So I think that's going to be definitely exciting. And then another one that maybe doesn't kind of um, is high on the list, but I think it's also worth mentioning is having Zach coming back to the scene after a couple of rough years with his uh, injuries and everything. So yeah, maybe he didn't uh, won uh, one of the, meaning UTMB, I think he got four or like top He five got 50 at uh, UTMB and then he won yeah. like uh, another 100 miler really close to UTMB in Andorra. And, yeah, was, I think uh, it was, very that impressive. was like previous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he came to the world championship. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I think overall having him back in the scene and I know he's, is kind of a personality yeah. in itself. So I think it's great to have them. And he kind of speak about the longevity in the sports in the way that uh, both of those guys have been running hard for a long time, especially Dakota. I know, like he probably ran his first 100 miles hard rock, I don't know, eight years ago, 10 years ago. And then- Yeah, he, with Kyle Skag. <laughs> yeah, right. And he yeah. has some pretty impressive results, uh, of course, along the way, like winning Transvulcania, beating Killian there and other results. But then it kind of, I guess you wouldn't say disappear, but it just kind of went off, I guess, from the racing scene for a couple of years. And now having him back here, 
I think it's definitely one of those uh, people that uh, is really appreciated. So I'm happy to see him back. Uh, hopefully he's, he's happy at the place that he is right now and excited to see him racing um, Western States next year. For sure. Of course. Yeah, I think Dakota is incredibly talented. Uh, is is had to battle a little bit with injuries. Um, and then, I don't know, I think he also had other interests outside of running, which maybe prevented him a little bit from achieving his full potential but i i see that now he's he's very motivated also being like a a, a teammate of killian with normal and um you know that has been also a, a cool project and a big change for him he used to be sponsored by salomon and, and then this year he joined the the normal team so yeah, yeah should I, shout out awesome. to to dakota um also, yeah, actually, the about... <laughs> no, yeah, on, actually, the the comeback of the year was a, a separate award, but I'm I'm glad you brought <laughs> that up, oh, yeah. um, because uh, it's a pretty cool one. I, of course, I would have mentioned Dakota and Zach, um, you know, I also have, seeing them uh... again at their top levels, and also yeah. among the women, I think it's worth mentioning Marion Hogan, yeah, uh, because she finished on the podium of both um, UTMB. And um, Western States, Western States, which yeah. was super impressive after yeah. a few tough years. So that was that was honestly great to see. Yeah, I, I also have Emily as a sort of a comeback. I know that again, yeah. she may not be completely disappear from the racing scene, but like seeing her back, you know, at Tegama, uh, Ultra Pirineo too. Um, and Stranda also, she she yes, was Stranda too. Yeah. third and in, in the Golden Trail World Series stage with yeah. you know a lot of fast young athletes, super yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of uh, those kind of racers and like personalities that is good to have in the sport, whether they are they are racing or not. But of course, if they are racing, if they are happy, I think it's super valuable to have as a whole. So I'm also happy to see her back. Yeah. Maybe not at the top level or what she believed is her top level, but still, I mean, I think having her, again, competing with some of the younger uh, ladies out there, especially in the shorter circuits, I think it, it speaks of the quality as a, you know, oh, yeah. athlete that she is. So, yeah, it's uh, it's great. I think she's pretty happy for where she is at the moment. Um, and actually, have, having had a chance to interview her for our podcast, uh, you know, she, she puts a lot of value in what she's doing and she's more interested in the process rather than the outcome. So the results, uh, of course, um, there is not much left for her to win, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seeing her still crushing it and enjoying training and racing is is very inspiring and and, and, go, and good for the sport, I think. So that's definitely worth mentioning. Um, for me, I guess, you know, there is a lot of things that I could mention uh, from this year, but, um, you know, having had the possibility to be at UTMB um, to just support and watch the runners, uh, there was an incredible energy and a very cool ambience. So, on a personal level, I think I would choose that race um, as my maybe favorite moment from 2022. That is not 
you know, a personal race or goal. Um, and also like seeing Mathieu uh, Blanchard, Killian, uh, Tom Evans, and um, Jim, Jim Wamsley yeah. wow. battling for, you know, 20 hours or a little less, which because they actually broke the 20 hour mark this year was yeah. uh was pretty awesome so um yeah, yeah of course i guess we already answered the the question of our um athlete of the year at least on the men's side because what killian did uh alternating uh, short and long races going from zagama to hard rock to sierra to utmb and winning almost all of them was super impressive and i actually encourage you to go on his uh on his personal blog and read the article that is put to, he has put together which is incredibly interesting and well written um is just very open about his own training and the choices that he made it this year and i think any runner from any level could find a lot of value in that so i was uh, i was very inspired by that Totally. Uh, I think it's hard. I mean, of course, when we talk about Killian, we are kind of used to him doing all sorts of craziness. So it's hard to kind of miss that. Yeah. But for me, you know, it's, it's still, I have to say, very, very impressive how he managed to just go and do again whatever he wants to do when it comes to, you know, doing trail races. So, yeah. yeah. Pretty much anything he puts on his mind. And just to give a reference, um, the top three best performances on the ITRA 2022 ranking were all by Kylian Journet with uh, 961 points for Zagama uh, and 952 points for both Hard Rock and UTMB. And uh, Davide Magnini is, for, is uh, actually second on the list with the fourth performance with 949 points, also from Zagama. And then we have Mathieu Blanchard, UTMB, 948. Sylvain Cachard for the Sky Race de Matizin, 947. And Petr Engdahl for his win and course record at CCC with 947. And also I should probably mention Hannes Namberger, uh, win and course record at Lavaredo in June. So. Just to give you, you know, the intro ranking might 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 be the not the not the most accurate index to describe um, performances for any distance, um, but you know, it's still a pretty big reference, being a huge database yeah. of athletes and performances. Yeah. So, I guess yeah. it's worth I, mentioning that. I agree, and like we have to remember that it's always so hard to kind of um, compare results when it comes to running a hundred miles versus, you yeah. know, doing Sigama or like even doing Sierra Sinal, yeah. uh, which I guess it, it makes it even more crazy to think that Achille managed to do well in, in, in those three things. So, but yeah, uh, I think as you were saying, it's not perfect, but I think it's a good place to start. And those numbers are probably uh, a good reference of uh, having had a great performance at that given race. Yeah, is 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 another way to put into perspective what Killian did, you know, uh, with those three races, and then of course Serzinal he got fourth, but it's not too far from uh, the level of those performances. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool, actually, honestly, to be at Zagama and seeing 
both Killian and Davide breaking the course record. I think Davide's season has been a little bit underrated because he didn't win any big race. He got second at Zagama, second at Mont Blanc Marathon behind John Alban, but with two incredible performances. Like yeah. the the level of those two performances is just incredible. And this uh Itra index proves it because he's second on the list. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Davide for for an incredible season. You know, it's it's not always about winning. For me, it's a lot about you know performance and it doesn't matter if you win. And, yeah. Yeah. And like just being able to do good results all over yeah. your season, not just you know, one one shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the second part of his year wasn't the best. Um it faded a little bit in August and then September. And then of course he had to start his chemo season, which yeah. he started pretty well because he finished second to Remy Bonnet in the first World Cup uh of this year. But uh yeah. And think... after after probably Remy having his best season so far. So yeah. we know Remy is in a really, really <laughs> it's high another level, chapter. So... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we sh- we can go through well, first, maybe let's talk a little bit about the woman, um, because I think we both agree on our pick for the trail runner of the year here in Journée. Yeah. Uh, but what about the woman? Yeah, I guess uh, for me, it's a little bit the same in the way that it's hard because it is kind of obvious in a way to kind mm-hmm. of in the men's side, for example, not talk about Killian. And for me on the woman's side, it's, it's of course, uh hard to not mention Courtney again again yeah. and again uh you know again she has an amazing season it's so hard yes. again to kind of even realize like the amount of achievements that she do on every season basically you know again winning hard rock and then going to diagonal the food that I know many people especially from the U.S. kind of don't really get how hard that race really is when it comes to you know 100 miles uh and, and she how basically how fast she ran <laughs> she she destroyed the record i mean the woman record by like yeah. almost kind of two hours and then he, she was basically you know like just going for the podium like overall podium and i think it's again super hard to even understand the level of um difficulty of what she was trying to do uh but again it i, I mean of course it surprised me because it is very hard and i understand that but at this time, you know, uh, Courtney, it's showing us every year that she is on another level when it comes to you, especially doing ultras. Uh, but, but then again, it was super fun also to see her at Sigama this year, which oh, I yeah. know is far far from her, you know. Um, but she got a top guess, 10, which was wheelhouse. very impressive. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just being out there at Sigama, which is like this mountain marathon, which is nothing, it has nothing to do with running 100 miles on the mountains. Uh, and then, yeah, going out and having fun and, you know, placing top 10 on a really, really competitive field also speaks a lot about how she managed to just basically do whatever she wants when it comes to racing. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's at Scorny all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. She might not, have, she might not be as uh, versatile as Killian. Um, because she's never been like as competitive as he is on short distances, but for sure, um, she is incredibly talented and she's redefining the concept of ultra running, <laughs> at least for how fast she run. Yeah. Um, I, I, and, and before yeah. I do have to mention too, uh, because I, I guess 
in my mind, I always kind of separate kind of the ultras from the sub ultra distances. True. Uh, and of course, I have to mention your teammate, you know, Nienke. It's, I think yeah. it's also <laughs> so, so impressive how I think it's hard for people to understand what she's doing in terms of like just going out and doing a really, really good marathon. And then a couple of weeks later, or a couple of months later, just being able to switch gears and just destroy the field when it comes to trail races. So, for me, anything under, you know, 50K is basically Nienke's uh, d- d- dominating the field. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had Nienke as uh, my first peak on the Fantasy Free Trail Trail Runner of the Year. Um, you know, maybe there is a little uh, personal bias. bias on that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what she did in 2022 was simply incredible, going from two hour 22 marathon road marathon in Rotterdam, which was the Dutch national record to a win and course record at Zagama, then back to marathon training, taking third place at the European marathon championship on the road. And then back again, winning the two U S stages of the golden Trail war series at Pikes Peak ascent and the Flagstaff sky peaks. And then of course, dominating the overall ranking of the golden Trail war series. For me, it was simply, yeah, incredible, like on another level. So um, I I totally um, agree with you about, um, you, you know, um, Courtney's season. She's been incredible, but then like having to pick one spot for the, for the first place, I would probably put Ninka. Uh, this year it's a it's a hard one yeah yeah and yeah. and i guess you more than more than uh everybody just know how hard it would be to do a good marathon on the roads and then just yeah. switch gears you know and just go out and do bike speak or like do any other like trail race short trail race like technical at altitude mm-hmm. you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i mean for me there i mean it's hard to compare because 100 miles again doesn't have anything to do with a short like mountain uh sub- sub ultra distance uh both of her um you know achievements are really really high on my list yes and then who else do you have for the for the podium for the third spot of the podium uh in terms of race performance i also um i think uh i have to mention katie shy um Mm -hmm. and because uh you know with the live string and everything we were seeing you know basically most of UTMB, how she started dominating. And then I don't know if she went through a rough patch or anything, but then of course being past being second and, you know, having, I don't know, almost 15, 20 minutes at some point. And then eventually, you know, just um, getting back into racing mode uh, to finally manage to regain first place and have a great race at UTMB. I think it's, it's, it's kind of hard to again um understand how hard it is to you know do those stuff for the average runner uh and also it may it may feel like you know oh it's just like one result uh on a year but i i guess you know there is just years of consistent training i mean katie lives in europe so she knows the scene very well uh but like i'm guessing for her it was a massive achievement just being able to kind of you know, win at UTMB, which is massive. And it's something that actually any other American yet male haven't been able to, you know, do so. Um, it's something about women from the America, uh, from the US that, I don't know, it just, they can crack the code at UTMB. Yeah. You know, that, it's uh, crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I know it, it kind of makes it easier in a way, but of course it's not. Uh, so I guess it is also my list of like really, really good performances when it comes to racing this uh, this year. Yeah. For me, um, I I really value Caddy's Caddy's season, but um, basically after UTMB, she wasn't as consistent as I expected her. Um, I think she only did a couple of other races, which were not like really high level. So to put her on the podium, of course she's in my top ten, but to put her on the podium, that is probably not enough. And um, I tend to look at Blondine Lirondel's season as, uh, you know, on a better level than Katie Scheid. Um, Blondine won and set course record at CCC. She won the European Trail Championship. She was placing really well in the Golden Tour World Series races, meaning either on the podium or like top five. And then she won the World Championship in Thailand. Um which was also yeah. a pretty pretty solid that's, achievement. That's, that's so, definitely a great year, yeah. Yeah, definitely a great year. Um, maybe, yeah, of course, CCC record was a breakthrough performance, kind of like Katie Scheid at UTMB. Um, but I think overall she was a little more consistent. So I had her on the podium yeah. for, for the tour runner of the year. Definitely a good pick, yeah, I agree. And then, yeah, for sure, other people worth mentioning, Katie Scheid. Um, also, Maud Matisse, I think a lot of people underestimate her season, but she was battling through an injury and she was still able to race and perform really well um, yeah. throughout the, her year. Sagama, she was second. Pikes Peak Ascent, she was second. Uh, also, Sierzinal, so that was very solid. She was also on the podium... Uh, um, at the world championship in the uphill race, which was won by Ali McLaughlin. Um which also it's another word which a word yeah. mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, uh when I submit I think when I submitted the fantasy free trail peaks, I had her on the podium and not Blondine, but I don't remember either third or fourth. But for sure, um she had a an incredible season Where, from Broken Arrow, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah, on the short, just on the short distance, but you know, going from win and course record at Broken Arrow, Mont Marathon race, win and course record, and then she was crushing it at um, Pikes Peak Ascent and Flagstaff Sky Peaks, and then in Madeira for the Golden Trail Worship final, and she was able to combine that with a first place finish at the world championship in the uphill race and um, a third place finish in the up and down race in a matter of you know 10 yeah days. how many days yeah that's, that's you know insane. from from the golden trail from the golden trail series final start to the world championship it was it was like a week so she probably raced like five times in 10 days and she won I think three out of five races on a world class level, which is completely crazy. Insane, yeah, yeah insane. So yeah, especially if you consider the, the traveling and everything. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, time, 
Thailand is yeah. on the other side <laughs> so, of the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm pretty wordless after a long flight, so yeah. I can imagine just getting off the plane and just, you know, put the U.S., you know, beef and just representing your country to go all out and just, you know, ended up winning. It's so, so insane. I had such a fun conversation with her. Uh, she was a guest on the pod. So for anyone that is interested, uh, we talked about uh, her season very extensively. So yeah, I think she, she's definitely, I mean, I wouldn't consider consider her a rookie because I know she's been on oh, this no. thing for a while, but uh, but it's definitely one of those breakthrough years in the way that she, yes. she got a lot of recognition. So I think, of course, she won't fly under the radar for next year's season. Uh, but I think she has proved that she has, you know, enough quality as a runner to kind of maintain his, you know, position. So I think uh, she's probably, you know, going to have a few more incredible uh, years ahead of her in terms of racing. Yeah. Yeah. She's incredibly talented. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even during college, in her like a freshman year at Colorado University, uh, like her performances, her performance at NCAA was the second best behind Shalane Flanagan. To, to just give an idea of how which good rings she the bell is. for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely a breakthrough season by Ali. She ran for on running. She's a uh, Pretty crazy and a very fun <laughs> person to have around. <laughs> yeah, which which also I think it's great. It makes it. Uh, yeah. I think it's great to have these personalities in the sports because I believe a lot of the time, it's not like people uh, are the same overall. But I think, you know, she she came along like pretty genuine, and I think like you can tell. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm just saying by social media and everything. Uh, but I think it's great overall that just to have people with character and just. Um, saying what she thinks she, she believes, I think it's it's great. And uh, I think it's also like an inspiration from other like young ladies out there uh, and kind of putting the trail sport as a whole in, you know, in the list of legit sports or legit career to do when you are over, you know, maybe your cross country or like track and, track and field kind of career. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Running Long. In this quick break, I just wanted to share with you a message from one of the athletes we coached through Bert Run named Omri. Omri is from Israel and he says, Before I started training with Bert Run, I was a lonely runner. I trained myself without any structured plan. It was fine until I started to get injured. Looking around online, I found Bert. I decided to give it a try with a full plan and coaching. They took my basic plan and adjusted it to my needs, times and training possibilities. They gave me all the support to overcome the injuries and get all the way to the finish line of the desert half marathon in Elliott Desert. We were really proud to be able to coach Omri and watch his progress as an athlete and also help him overcome his injuries. This is just one example of the progress that our athletes have had thanks to Vert Run. Omri trains with our $25 per month coaching subscription. If you want to try out Vert Run Coaching too, Remember that you can get a 30% discount as a podcast listener with the code RUNNINGLONG30. Back to the podcast. So let's complete the podium for the men because we extensively talked about Killian. But uh, who else do you have on the podium? For the trail runner, I guess, year. I guess, yeah, I guess from the U.S. from the U.S. perspective, it would be really hard not to mention, of course, Adam Peterman. Uh, yes. And 
for me, I, I feel like this is kind of a deja vu of like what Jim was doing, I don't know, five years ago. Uh, yes. And I feel like they are both kind of similar in the way that they are pretty talented runner uh, from a technical point of view. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I think that Adam may be a little bit more mature, I guess, in the way that he's approaching mm -hmm. racing and everything. Uh, so I think in that regard, we may uh, see him maybe achieving uh, better results in, in Europe, uh, at, at least in the way that, for example, Jim moved to Europe this year, moved to France, uh, just in order to kind of unlock this UTMB win that has eluded US runner for forever now. Yeah. Uh, so maybe now Adam, you know, is kind of learning from all of his past, you know, um, runners and maybe he will be able to kind of achieve this sooner than later. Uh, but overall, I mean, he has a awesome season again he basically won everything uh when it comes to you know racing uh ultras yep. uh and of course it will be really hard not to put him really high on the podium for sure for sure uh i agree uh i actually had him third on my list because in second place i really value the season of uh, patrick kipengeno from kenya um, he may not be the most famous runner for the average fan, but what he did this year was just incredible. The only race that he lost was Cercinal, where he got second, and then the World Championship in the up and down race, but he won the uphill uh, race at the World Championship. And then he was just crushing it in every race that he did, mainly in short distance, like mountain races. Um for example, he broke a course record which stood which has stood for like over 30 years at Tion Dixans, which is a race that is run in Switzerland, very close to Cerzinal. Um and that's just to give an idea of how good and talented and how strong she he was running this year. So shout out to to Patrick. He may not be the most famous runner out there, but for me, his performances were super, super impressive. He dominated the World Mountain Running Cup um, because he basically won every race. So um, I think it's great that more runners from all over the world are coming to the sport. And he's a great example um, that even, you know, African runners can perform really well in mountain trail running. So Patrick. I agree. And then, of course, Adam Peterman uh, on the podium, I think. You know, winning Western States plus the World Championship in Thailand was uh, was pretty big. Being, you know, his debut on the 100-mile race distance, also winning Canyons in April of this year, which was his debut on the 100K race. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's not so easy to nail it uh, <laughs> sure. at your first time. Yeah, and then yeah. I think it's, uh, it's impossible not to mention the season that Remy Bonnet had. It was by far his best season. Um, he's just been, you know, really consistent throughout the year uh, from when he started skiing um, during the winter. Then when he transitioned onto the trails, he broke a course record um, at Neribu Malzon, which is a small race in Switzerland. But this record was by Jonathan Wyatt and no one has even come close to that. And he, he lowered it by like um, 40 seconds or something like that. But it was super impressive. And then, yeah. of course, he crushed Pike's Peak 
uh, Flagstaff Sky Peaks, and then the Golden Trail Series final. So he finished the 2022 season very, very strong. And uh, for sure, he deserves a mention, just as Peter Engdahl, I think, because uh, he was also super consistent. And uh, the performance that he delivered at CCC, being the first man under the 10-hour mark, um, was was huge, honestly. So those are my I, top five. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm totally on board with you. Uh, I I feel like maybe another uh, character or like uh, runner on my list that it maybe not as high as the podium, but also on the top five. And I think it's hard for him because this year probably didn't get any single major win, but he was up there in every single race. Of course, it's John Albon. Uh, yeah. You bet him. You beat him at the at the World Champs. Uh, but again, he's proving to be one of those runners that he can be really good at a pretty wide range of distance, meaning, you know, short races and like up to hundred K. Uh, I don't know if he, if he has in mind going up to a hundred mile distance, but I think for now, you know, yeah, anything, incredible under, anything under or around 50 K, you know, he's so, so strong. I'm also very impressed by Peter and him being able to just beat him at CCC. Maybe he didn't yes. have, the best day so uh you know in terms of like maybe um you know details and everything but still uh you know uh peter going under 10 hours for ccc just speaks of you know how how good of a run he had to to, to do in order to kind of beat john you know at that race uh and i think again both of them are super talented like again super good at fast running but also technical running i think yeah. both of them also do a lot of scheme on it and like cross training and everything. So of course, um, that probably helps with that. But uh, I think those two guys are really impressive. Are probably have are going to have a couple of good years ahead of them, especially Peter because I know he's younger. But uh, but yeah, those two are definitely on my top five for sure. Yeah, maybe Jonathan Alban didn't have his best day at CCC. Um, I think he was running better. It was like stronger at uh, Mont Blanc Marathon, which he won, and also Stranda um, in Norway, which was uh, a Golden Trail stage that he also won. So yeah, it's definitely my top 10. And then I want to mention Stian Angermund because uh, he made it clear since, uh, you know, this, the, the beginning of 2022 that his goal was to win the World Trail Championship. And in November, it did. And so. it went and did it. it. It's kind of crazy because, I mean, Stian has been probably doing a lot of races in past years. Past years, So uh, his name come up pretty frequently when it comes to podium and like winning. And probably, yeah, this year he didn't do a lot of racing, even though I saw him at Kima and I think he got second yeah. or, or third. Uh, I think he tied with... He didn't do... He didn't do his like most typical season, which exactly, would include yeah. like Golden Twelve Series races. He yeah. stayed a little bit on uh, outside, like out of the spotlights, uh, focused on smaller races with the goal of being fit on the right day for the World Championship. And uh, exactly. he ran super, super strong there. So yeah. I think it's a very good example of, uh, you know, how to focus on a goal and then achieving the goal so yep yeah it's cool all right uh, i don't i mean i know maybe um 
because this year, you know, I guess is the first year after the pandemic that it's been like full on racing mode. So True. I know, for it's example, um, you know, um, FKTs and everything hasn't been maybe as uh, popular as in yeah. the past few years, of course, because of, you know, all races coming back and everything. So, uh, but I do think it's worth mentioning, you know, uh, you know, Bob Graham's uh, oh, yeah. FKT. Bob Graham. Yeah, said by by Jack, and I know yeah. this may be considered something like very niche into the sport, uh, because I know, of course, like Bob Graham is this epic route in 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 the fells, like in the UK. So not a lot of people know them, but of course, if you are in the scene of mountain uh, ultra running, you probably have heard of it. Um, and from him, just to be out there, you know. Uh, again, beating Killian's time, which you yes. know he's not playing around when he goes and do this stuff, and. He just didn't, you know, um, beat his time for a couple of seconds. He beat him for a couple of minutes. Uh, and, you know, there is some videos out there of him just going out so hard every single time, you know, and running all out just to the finish of this route. I think it kind of tells you that even though there's plenty of races out there and there are plenty of circuits, you know, um, there's still, you know, uh, just the pure trail experience of being out there uh doing your best running running as hard as you can you know to beat this imaginary time probably uh that yeah. you were chasing you know uh this time so yeah um i know jack hasn't probably raced at all when it comes mm -hmm. to formal racing uh but he's been doing fkts all over the place for a while now and i think probably bob graham bob graham is kind of um the consolidation of his performance when it comes to you know um fkt so yeah i think it's worth mentioning yeah, I think it embodies the spirit of ultra running in a very genuine way. Like, you don't have to do races to call yourself a trail runner. Um, FKTs are a, a great example of how to you can approach the sport. Um, and he's just been, you know, crushing it. Um, and the Bob Graham round was a pretty impressive one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, um, to maybe complete this, um, uh, this big, uh, uh, you know, athlete performance of the year ranking, I wanted to give you my names for the overall top 10, um, of the fantasy free trail and my ideal <laughs> to runner of the year award for the man. I also mentioned uh, Davide Magnini, Annes Namberger, and uh, Andre Blanes. He won Sergenal and uh, he is also my pick for the rising star of the year. And then from in the woman, for people we didn't mention, um, I have Maud Matisse, Sophia Lockley, Andrea Meyer, Ruth Croft, and also Esther Chesang, which she won Sergenal. So. Very impressive group group of uh, athletes. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, you you even tend to to forget some of the names, you know, like for example, Ruth winning Western. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Ruth has been performing at the top of her game for I don't know four to five years now. So yes. of course it's kind of easy to miss her, you know, doing what she does. But uh, yeah, she always delivered when it comes to racing, and of course maybe. I don't. I don't know if she did any racing after Western States. I think she. I she mean, was second at Let Him Play. Okay. Okay. France. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. didn't race at UTMB. 
yeah, he tends to be like, yeah. he tends to you, choose very few races but focus really well on uh, yes. each of them yeah. which is a a style that i i, I personally I like res i respect yeah yeah for yes sure. okay so maybe let's talk a little bit about rising stars or like new names coming to the sport um that are maybe not as famous maybe they didn't make the top 10 which if i could have added more and more athletes i think there is so many that deserve a mention but uh, we just we just don't have enough space here um who are your you know maybe some athletes that you discovered this year that were burst onto the scene and uh that really impressed you um this is a good one uh i'm, I'm terrible with names so i, I mm -hmm. may not be able to recall exact names but like for example on the sub ultra distance and meaning people who is running the golden Trail series i think all of the guys and meaning the whole team basically from from matrix i don't know how you yes. pronounce that you know the french team i think yes. um what what those are guys are doing in the sub ultra you know races is pretty impressive and i really like the the approach that they are doing, you know, in terms of like going to races as a team, you know, kind of yes. building together towards this goal. Um, maybe you can help me with some of the, the the big names there, but I feel like they have had some pretty solid results overall. And yeah, oh, yeah, again, they are not totally new to the sport because they actually the team, I think it has now a couple of years now since his inception, but uh, probably more, probably three, four, since, four years now. Yeah, since 2019, something like that. Yeah, but but I feel like it's one of those things that it takes time before you can actually see the results. And I think I really like that again the team approach, which I think is something that, for example, on the road scene you see a lot, but on the trail scene is still kind of missing at a certain point. So uh, all of the efforts that they are doing, male and female, I think it's it's great for the sport. Uh, I think again, I I don't know the exact names of them, but I I know they have kind of have. A personality come from yes. the team as a whole so yes. i really appreciate that uh and i think most of those guys will probably you know have will have some some good results in the coming seasons and they will probably start moving again to to the ultra centuries so i think that will be i guess more easy for them to kind of be better known uh but i think all, what they're doing uh it's great and again you mentioned you know pedro uh but i think overall um what Africans are doing. And I know also that they have been running trails for a while now. It's just yes. like people don't realize that. I know that for example, yeah. in the in the in the World Mountain Cup, they usually go and crash it. But like they are getting more known because for example, they are going to now Golden Trail series races yes. like Sagama, like Sierra now. So people is kind of realizing like, whoa, like apparently, you know, Africans can run on trails. And of course they can, you know, uh they have been doing it for a while, but Again, as a whole, I think that they have been, you know, doing a better job probably at, uh, you know, just being out there, kind of uh, putting it out there when it comes to doing big efforts in, in well-known races and respect races. Uh, so I think those guys as a group, meaning male and female, because remember me the name of this uh, lady who won uh, Sierra Zinal? Esther Chesang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for yeah. example, she also like crashed it, and I know she hasn't. She has been running for a while now. But for me, of course, his name probably wasn't you know in my radar. But now, mm -hmm. uh, all of them are pretty high when it comes you know uh, being at a podium at these uh, you know super super competitive races. Yeah. 
You know what I really like about team metrics uh, is that they're growing talents and athletes. They're not just going out and picking athletes that are already established or really famous and performing, but they're taking them as young athletes and growing and uh, just launching their careers. That is an approach that I, I really value. And uh, yes. of course, it, yeah, it's a, it's a great team. Uh, it's a little bit modeled on cycling teams cycling. Yeah, yeah yeah and i think is an approach that we don't find very often in in trail running because the sort of teams that are sponsored by by brands they work in a slightly different way and uh, yes. everyone is more on his own um usually people go and maybe sometimes they train together but just for specific races so yeah of course, it's not that easy, and the trail yeah. running is an individual sport. But they're trying to bring more of that team spirit, which yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I do. Sorry, I do forget yeah. to mention, and I think this is again, uh, maybe she she's not like totally new to the sport, and we know this person personally. But I think I also have to mention Jasmine Lauder. Oh yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny because you coach her. Uh, she had a great kind of breakthrough year. She her one at Canyons, you know. Uh, and then sadly she couldn't make it to Western State, but uh, then he went to like the UTMB festival and also had a great race there at TCC, if I don't recall yes. correctly. Fourth um, place, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I think, of course, uh, it's not like she just came out of nowhere because I know she's been running for a while now. But um, I think this is like her first competitive years uh, year as a as an athlete as a runner. So being out there right from the gun, you know, winning Kenyans and then just. Being top five at CCC, I think it's huge and it speaks of her raw talent, you know, when it comes to running, especially ultra. So I think that's another one uh, that is really high on my list. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know, she went from training with Bert Run with us to signing a pro contract with the North Face and crushing it at Canyons and UTMB. So that speaks that maybe some something that we were doing is is correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, good. It, it may be coming from too close, but uh, I I do believe that um, we we are definitely doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's also been in touch with me, so yeah, for sure, a name to 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 watch out for uh, for twenty twenty three, and then of course, yeah, the uh, the Kenyan runners um, doing really well at Golden Tour Series races, even the more technical races like Zagama, I think there were three or four athletes from Africa in the top 10 of Zagama, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Serzinal uh, is always historically um, under their radars. So there is usually a lot of African runners. Um, and I think I counted nine uh East African runners, so either from Kenya, Ethiopia, or Uganda, in the top in the top ten men and uh, female uh, ranking of the of Serginal. So basically, half of the top ten was uh, from Africa, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, I want to mention two names that I already brought up for the men. Andre Blanes. He comes from Orienteering. He won Serginal at his debut, run, running under two hours, 30 minutes, which is like the, I think the third four, best performance four. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So super impressive. Then he also did really well at the World Championship. 
And then Sophia Lockley, um, pretty, pretty cool discovery for Team Salomon. Uh, she actually comes from cross country skiing cross country. and she right, yeah. competed in the Olympic Games. But which I guess uh, I guess kind of tells you right away that she she also has kind of the conditions to excel at running. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah, you know she she I think she also placed really well at Broken Arrow. Uh, then she went on to do really well in the Golden Trail Series, both the U.S. races and the final. Uh, you know, she was battling with Ninka at some point during Flagstaff, Flagstaff Sky Peaks. She was even in front of Ninka, and that's you know super insane. impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. insane. Now she's she's already skiing, of course. Uh, but she she's for sure a huge talent and a name to to watch out for uh, in 2023. Yeah, I think uh, it's one of those kind of rare cases because most of the time we have people coming from uh, probably track and field background or road running. Uh, but sure. I think I or at least I don't recall someone having that much uh, success coming from the cross country or from the winter kind of uh, a sport, you know, um, kind of arena. So I think it's great to have her. She's probably going to have some awesome results in the coming years because she probably has kind of the raw, you know, talent for it. Uh, So yeah, also like a super exciting name to watch out for the future. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wanted to cover a little bit of uh, anticipations and calendars for 2023 because they were announced um, this week, basically, by the Golden Tour World Series, the World Mountain Running Cup by the World Mountain Running Association. And then I think Skyrunning announced it a couple of weeks ago with the Skyrunning World Series back uh, with pretty good money. as prize purse yeah. and pretty exciting races. So I think they're, they want to relaunch and rebrand the series, which, uh, which is good, which is exciting. Um, I think there is like 12 stages across Europe and uh, North America. There is even one in South America, I believe in, in Peru. Yeah, in I Peru. So, yeah. The yeah. Cordillera Blanca Sky Race. Yep. It's in July. Um, And then, yeah, an alternation of classic races and uh, some new races like uh, like this one in Peru. Um, It looks pretty good. Um, There is like a 10, sorry, $100,000 price purse with uh, 20,000 going to the winner of the overall series. So that will hopefully attract some very, very good runners. the World Mountain Running Cup um, also announced uh, their calendar starting from the Broken Arrow VK and Sky Race in California in June. And then basically the whole series will move to Europe with uh, a lot of established classic mountain races. And the final, I think it will be in Gran Canaria. It looks like it will be the Sky Gran Canaria for the uphill classic and long distance um, events. While the Golden Trail War Series is basically back to its original format with just one new addition compared to their first edition. So like very big established historic racing uh, starting from the Gamma in May. Marathon du Mont Blanc in France will be the second stage. Dolomites Run in Canada 
the old uh, Dolomite Sky Race in Italy, Cerzina, Pikes Peak Ascent, and then Mammoth 26K at Mammoth Trail Fest um, yeah. in uh, Mammoth Lakes, California, which is the race that is organized by Tim Tollefson. Tim Tollefson, right? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. With the final being uh, in Italy on a one-day race, unlike this year, yeah. which was a stage race. So uh, there will be, of course, a lot on the plate, a lot of uh, exciting uh, action, not even mentioning the um, UTMB series. You know, we've mentioned that they added uh, a bunch of races. Um, of course, UTMB has its place uh, at the end of August. So maybe we are only missing uh, the dates of the World Championship because actually the World Championship this year was... Uh, supposed to be in 2020 but it was postponed to the postponed, to yeah. 2022 for the pandemic so next year is already another edition of the world championship will, will which will take place uh in uh, june the in austria the lovely innsbruck, in innsbruck right? yeah. yeah one of your favorite cities <laughs> yeah so that will be uh, exciting another yeah. exciting yeah, the, contest. The only, yeah, uh, it's interesting to see because this year, you know, it was kind of late in the season. So I know for a lot of the guys, it was kind of hard to kind of hold on to November uh, yeah. to, to manage to, to be there and be fit basically to do it. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how this year having it more kind of, uh, you know, during the summer season or like or beginning of the season will kind of fit everybody uh, schedule wise. So. Oh. It's not going to be easy, especially for the ultra guys and girls, um, because of course you need time to recover from a 80 plus K race. But I think in terms of calendar for the short distance trail race and mountain races, that they, they did a pretty good job because yeah. basically Zagama is three weeks before the world before, championship yeah. Yeah. and Mont Blanc marathon, which is like the closest big race uh, of a similar distance is uh, a couple of weeks later. So it's still yeah. possible to combine, for example, golden trail series and world championship, which yeah. for an athlete like me, for example, is ideal. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm actually happy that, uh, I don't know if it's by chance or if, if, if it's because they decided to do so. Hopefully not. <laughs> let's, let's hope that they are just thinking this through more thoroughly. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to mention is that both Skyrunning and uh, the World Mountain Running Association announced that they will have a cooperation between them and the WADA Antidopic Agency to control the athletes participating in their series of races, which is, of course, an important part um, of the sport, of the competition that we need to take care of. Um, so... Uh, that's another piece of news that I wanted to highlight. Good, nice. Uh, I think there's still so many development on that front that it feels yes. like we are we are kind of years behind of what it should be. But of course, it's always nice to see some improvement or like some, um, I guess, step forward in the right direction. Yeah, totally. Maybe on that front, and not specifically talking about races, but I would like to talk uh, or to ask you. To, to let us know a little bit about what you're doing now with uh with the pro athletes uh how do you call it association or like... the pro trail runners association yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which uh, was uh yeah. born uh basically last week 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know maybe a lot of people don't really know about it yet or may have just kind of read a post here and there. But I think it's also maybe one of those kind of missing links that we yes. had so far in terms of like the whole scene. And I know this may not be super relatable to the average runner, but I do believe that um, having this some sort of association in between all of the kind of, um, you know, high, good, uh, well-known names in the sports, I think it's it's, again another step in the right direction when it comes to developing our sport so yeah i just basically would like to hear a little bit about it without going into too many details but uh and what better than to hear it from you of course yeah we basically felt like it was a, a good moment for us pro athletes to reunite and form an association to stand for our rights and uh, make sure that the values and what makes trail running special is preserved with a sport that is always growing and changing. Um, a lot of athletes have joined. We have uh, over 140 members so far. And basically the idea started from me, Killian, and uh, Pascal Egli. So we've been talking a lot and uh, reaching out to people, asking for you know questions and just uh, putting together the documents to to start this association. And basically, um, now we will form like working groups um, dedicated to different projects that we want to focus on, mainly on three or four different areas, one being anti-doping, of course, um, which is necessary to protect our activity as pro athletes. The second topic is on athletes' rights, um, for example, when it comes to contracts and uh, also participation to races and circuits and everything related to that. Uh, then we would like to have a voice um, basically at the same level as federations and circuits to make sure that the calendar, the calendars that they make doesn't go one against the other. So allowing basically more participation and a better level at each competition. And then maybe the fourth topic that we really care about is uh, sustainability and uh, just trying to preserve the, the, the ecosystems and the nature where we compete, and which is one reason why trail running is so special, the connection with nature and the mountains. So it's, it's exciting. And uh, I think it was the right time for this association to come to life. Uh, it's something that other sports that are more developed already have. Uh, for example, the PTO, the Professional Triathlete Association. There is also one in professional cycling. So um, yeah, very happy to be kind of leading this group and uh, to, to be starting the work uh, in 2023. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. And again, I know that maybe a lot of people won't be able to really relate with this, but I do believe that what you're doing and these first steps are going to be great, basically to have a voice from all of you yes. guys. Uh, just make sure that people, that the sport is developing in the right way. Yes, uh, we really care about that and we'll feel our responsibility. And I wanted to mention that even if you're not an athlete that, uh, you know, you're not a pro and you're not involved in the association, what we're doing will affect everyone and will have positive consequences 
on all athletes. Um, yeah. So it will just make the sport better for everyone. Cool. I'm happy to hear that you 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 will be leading this uh, front group uh, mm-hmm. along with Kilian and Pascal. So yeah, I think I, I rest assured that it's uh, it's in well in good hands. Yeah, actually, the members of the board uh, we voted for the board of the association. Uh, they're gonna be um, so there will be me, Pascal. And then Corinne Malcolm, Pau Capel, uh, Fred Tranchand, Esther Xilak, which is a tour runner from Hungary, and uh, uh, Kathleen Jerbin from United States. So there will be seven of us leaving like the different working groups. And then we will have like a general secretary taking care of the logistics and basically the everyday work of the association which is a non-profit of course cool oh. yeah so that's an important uh thing that happened in uh 2022 um i don't know if you wanted to mention other exciting things or pieces of news or just anything that uh, happened this year i think um this is maybe something related to what we were saying before this uh in the way that this is something that I think it's starting to develop this year, but I'm also looking forward to how this will um, continue evolve next year. It's um, is is basically seeing more niche brands coming to the sport, meaning mm-hmm. you know the project from Killian, Normal, uh, and other brands, you know like Speedland, uh, having, yes. you know Dylan, kind of being the well known name there. Also, people like Norda, which is this Canadian, you know, yeah. company that's doing like this really high-end, you know, shoes. And I'm not saying this because I, I I like gear and everything, but I think at least on a personal level, I like to see more diverse on the sport, not just the big brands out there. And of course, um, it's always good to have big brands, uh, you know, in the scene because I I I I believe they help kind of grow the sport. But I do believe that there is a space, you know, to just have other things, maybe again, more niche yes. uh, in the way that they, they have a, a different vision, like, of course, different products uh, and even like a different, you know, way to tell the story about our sport. So I'm really excited about that and how, you know, it keeps evolving with time. And uh, I think um, overall, also, it is good for people when it comes to, you know, having more opportunities, uh, you know, to to buy stuff. I know that our trail trail sport is like heavily gear, you know, oriented. Uh, so I think it's always good to have more options there. Uh, and also, uh, I know this year, for example, live streams have been really, really, you know, good in terms of like quality. Uh, oh, yeah. Plenty of, plenty of good live streams. I mean, the Golden Trail Series has been doing a great job, uh, not just this year, but the last couple of years. And then again, UTMB as a whole, it's been making huge progress there. So I'm also super excited to see how this thing continues to evolve in order to make it more accessible to everybody to just kind of relate how how it is to be running, you know, at the front of Sagama or how it is to be running, you know, mile 85 of UTMB and, and how miserable you feel uh, <laughs> and I can totally you know remember you know seeing Jim Wansley going up the hill and going just like full-on running mode to just slogging up the hill and I can totally feel by the live stream you know the amount yeah. of pain and suffering that he was seeing so I think technology as a whole 
it's been evolving super fast in the last couple of years and i'm sure that it will continue evolve like a pretty quick pace in the next couple of years so i'm super happy about how things are developed but also excited to see how they will continue developing in the future for sure yeah i i agree on both points uh it just came to my mind uh, an epic moment when um I think it was the last climb of UTMB when uh, Tom Evans passed uh, Jim and he was like crawling, walking, uh, looking yeah. absolutely miserable <laughs> and the live yeah, stream yeah, yeah, yeah. captured that. So it was pretty cool. I think also our Vipa in the US is doing a really good job in streaming the races and, you know, with race organization and coverage. Um, so great work, our Vipa. And uh the thing that you mentioned about smaller brands, um, I think is very important from a storytelling perspective, like the way they develop their projects and they tell them and they can maybe relate to a niche part of our sport to me is, is very interesting. Then of course, it's maybe the big brands who really put the money in to support races and uh, elite runners, uh, Adidas, yeah. Salomon, um, Norface, Hoka, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I do, I do have to say though that I feel like the the, the competitive space is more open than ever. I feel yes. like for many years, you know, Salomon was at the top of the top of his game uh, yes. in terms of like results, like overall, not just for Killian, but as a whole as a team. And I feel like twenty twenty two. There is a more even level. Exactly. Yeah. Like a more and you play, can see like, that play. even from the results of the Golden Throw series, for example. Uh, yeah. it, was, it wasn't just um, Salmon athletes winning or placing in the races, but, you know, John Album won and he's from the North Face. Uh, Killian won and he's from Normal. Ninke. Ninke, yeah. So, Nike. Yeah. I think, Ellie, I think Ellie that... McLaughlin, she's from On Running. So I think a lot of people... Like... I think that's also like healthy in the way that it oh, helps yeah. like competitiveness and also kind of push the brands to kind of give more to the sport because yeah. I think it's kind of easy to kind of settle, you know, oh, okay, I'm 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 the big brand here. So I just will like <laughs> won't break the status quo. But then again, you know, I think the the playing field is like super open right now when it comes to ultras and like sub ultra distances. So I think that it's exciting from a competitive standpoint. But at the same time from for the athletes, I think it's also great because they are probably now a little bit more in power when it comes yeah. to, you know, you know, closing contracts and everything. So I think that is also great for the sport as a whole. Totally. Totally. Good point. Maybe the last question to wrap up this episode. Um, what happened inside Vert? And then on a personal level, your training data, if you're happy with your 2022 season or if you wanted to run more or did you hit your elevation gain goal for 2022? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of like vert, I'm basically just happy overall for, for everything that we have achieved uh, in the app side of things, but also on the human side of things. Uh, um, just, you know, being able to, to have more people on board on the coaching side of things and also just as a whole, the team, I'm super happy for the human side of things. And also I think that, um, you know, having an app has opened up so many opportunities, also like complications and everything. 
but like um overall I'm happy with with what we have able to achieve this year. But I also have to say that I'm super excited about 2023 and all the things that we have in our plate right now. Uh, so I'm hopeful that we are able to um, keep leveraging, you know, technology to kind of help people with their trainings and everything, but also just being able to create more content that people can use uh, for their, you know, can be goals like motivations and just like to be able to have the space of people to connect to our sport. So for me on a personal level, that's huge. And I'm happy that we are continuing on that path in 2023. Totally. And then I guess uh, when it comes to training, uh, <laughs> I, I had a super far race in, in I, I guess, in my biggest goal of the season. So I can't really uh, talk much about that. Of course, it was a great learning, and I'm I'm super happy that I that I still went there uh, and did my thing. Uh, in terms of like overall stats, and I, I do have to say that I keep um, close track to those numbers. Uh, I guess uh, I'm happy in the way that. I give my best with the amount of things that I have on my plate uh, work-wise. So yeah, I'm, I'm closing the year with uh, almost 4,000 kilometers. I think I will be cool. right right around 4,000 kilometers, which for me that I'm, I guess, uh, an average runner, uh, it's, it's, it's more than okay. Uh, oh yeah, I'm it's happy. more than 10 kilometers per day. So uh, I'm, I'm happy, I guess, because this year I debuted at the marathon. After 10 years running trail race, I did my first marathon. That got me super excited. And actually, probably I'm thinking about, even though I mentioned that I wouldn't do another one, I think I'm actually <laughs> going to gonna gonna try again and do, do a better job there. Nice. Uh, and yeah, overall excited because I feel like every year I have the chance to meet people, to run in new places. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm super grateful for, for 2022 in terms of like running as a whole too. Awesome. So what about you? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been a, an exciting year. Not easy on a personal level. Uh, a lot of things with Vert. I'm actually really happy about this project, this podcast uh, that has had some really, really good guests and some great conversations with great topics um so that that has been a project that i've uh, tried to take care of um and i think being the first year it was uh was pretty good at least it was very rewarding um and then yeah really excited about everything we were doing with bird um expanding and making trail running accessible to more people with bird service service more training plans more support more features uh a better community so a lot of things. And then on a personal level, I should mention uh, two fractures, <laughs> uh, 4,700 and something kilometers. Uh, right now I'm reading from my Strava. I achieved my elevation goal, which was to go over 100,000 meters, which, you know, it might not sound like a huge amount, but uh, I'm not like the average trail runner who goes out and do a massive elevation gain every day. I tend to run on flats, for example, in my easy days. And a lot of my training is like classic, meaning like a middle distance or marathon runner. So for me, that was pretty good. Uh, also considering that uh, I was out for, for a very long period at the beginning yeah. of this year. So happy where I am at the moment. Um, lots of lessons that I've learned this year some amazing places that I've visited uh, 
met new people, made new friends. So yeah, for sure a year to remember <laughs> and looking forward to yeah. 2023. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So this was uh, our end of the year term running review. And yeah, I guess, uh, I guess try, it's... We try, uh, we try to keep it short, even though we, <laughs> we probably could have been talking about this topic for a while, but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, ho hopefully we cover enough. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. So this is our chance to wish you a good holiday season. Happy New Year. And uh, just see you in 2023. Yeah. Thank you, Max. Ciao, fan. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our great podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. And I thank you for being a regular listener to this podcast. We remind you that next week the podcast is not going to be published. We're taking one week of vacation. Uh, we need some rest. It's the end of the year. So uh, I hope you enjoy some time on the trails and with your family. If you haven't already downloaded the Vert Run app, I encourage you to do so. There you can connect for free with other trail runners of all levels in the Vert Run community in our in-app groups. You can stay in trail shape with our free workout videos and get affordable coaching from Vert Run coaches like me for your next trail running goal, only for $25 per month. Thank you again for being here today. Until next time, I'm Francesco Puppi. Thank you for listening to Running Long. <laughs>